0: appreciate that uh, that was uh that was really good at uh, the lowest voice and the highest voice there and Miss uh, carol's got a high roof to her mouth doesn't she she can really get up there high that's all right i believe my eyeballs would pop out of my head if i tried to sing that high and uh, so praise the lord what a great song as well i always love that song and and i sure appreciate uh, them doing that for us all right turn to the book of galatians we're going to start a uh Series of messages as the Lord leads along here. I am not sure how many exactly we'll get out of it, uh, but we're going to be preaching through the book of Galatians, not necessarily every verse, uh, but uh, we're going to go through uh, through this. And just by way of introduction, we'll we'll get to the text here in a little bit. But I uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about the book of Galatians, uh, just kind of as a whole. And uh, um, Galatians, um, a very important book. because It's a little different than the other. Uh, epistles that Paul wrote and I'll explain why I believe that. Uh, for me it really emphasizes the, the foundational doctrine of faith and I kind of explained some things uh, uh, during Sunday school even the message uh, earlier this morning uh, as we kind of focused on the foundations of the gospel and uh, Galatians again emphasizing the foundation uh, foundational doctrine of faith and of course it's just justification by faith uh, through faith we probably should say but also just living the Christian life by that very same faith. You know, we're we're saved through faith, uh, and we're to live through that same faith. Of course, uh, that faith towards the grace of God. Um, I don't agree with everything J. Vernon McGee ever said, but I think he was a pretty good preacher, a pretty good uh, theologian. But he said it this way, uh, grace is a way to life uh, and the way of life. And I thought that was very well put. It's to life and the way of life, and certainly we need the grace of God. And the book of Galatians, as I said, it's, it's a little unique as compared to some of Paul's other epistles. Um, first of all, I believe it really fits our culture today. Uh, many believe that uh, there in Galatia, that area was much like it is today in America, even with some of the things going on there. Uh, but uh, this epistle, we really get to see, and we'll spend a couple messages on this as we preach the context, that we're really going to see the heart of a great preacher. And, of course, that was Paul. And I think that's important. Um, he isn't really addressing conduct of the believers. You know, we think of the Corinthian letters and some of the others. He's not really talking about conduct of believers. Um, he's not really praising or condemning individuals as he did in some of his other letters. He doesn't even really address things like prayer and being thankful and those types of things. But what he focuses in on is the foundation of biblical faith and i think that's important it's a relatively short book uh but it is packed full of uh, of a lot of wonderful truths uh, to to help us to understand uh you know the the subject of faith and and how to live through that faith and certainly save through it as well and you know my heart i shared a little bit uh with the men yesterday during the prayer breakfast about you know some of my concerns as a pastor and the, the overall condition of a lot of churches and and those types of things, and and we even talked about America. We know we celebrated Fourth of July uh, just recently, and uh, of course, you know the subject goes to two churches in America today. And praise the Lord, there's good churches out there, and and uh, good men and women of God. I thank the Lord for that. Uh, but uh, as I think about some of the problems that we see, and just the indifference, the lack of fire uh, uh, throughout Christendom today. Um, you know, I, I believe that this epistle could really, this epistle could really be a key for a lot of people. Uh, now, I want you to understand something. I, I'm not taking a just a general look here. I, I'm an unashamed uh, independent fundamental Baptist, amen. I uh, I don't hide from that. I I express that from time to time. I think it's important. Um, but this great epistle really goes even beyond all of that. And again, it holds up high the doctrine of salvation before we were ever known as Baptists, and and I think that's why I think that this this uh, uh, epistle is is really really well uh, again uh, you know uh, talking about those foundational that foundational doctrine of faith, and uh, so what we're going to be studying again really is the heart of the gospel as we preach through this book uh, that really puts human effort in its proper place and. Uh, and you know uh, it'll put a proper light uh, on the flesh, and what I mean by that is the weakness of the flesh, our inability uh, to do those things without God. And but it exalts, you know, really lifts up faith and grace over law and and uh, legalism as far as using legalistic things to be saved and and those types of things. And so again, a wonderful, wonderful book, a great reminder of some things even. And and we're going to see that you know, that even though, you know, we think of the missionaries that we support and, and some of the ones that have been in, you know, from different countries and, and some of them, you know, are American, but but some of them we've had are natives of those countries and, and have grew up in different areas and so forth and we we read the missions letters on Wednesday nights and, and uh, we, we hear the stories and, you know, the different cultures and things that they're doing and. And what I'm saying here is is that there's different customs and practices and uh and and those things can differ as long as we're not talking about breaking scripture. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh but we realize that not every church is the same, not every preacher is the same, and I'm glad for that. And uh, uh the needs of different areas are different depending on the the area in which the the church is. Uh, and so, automatically, the ministries and the, the folks involved, they're going to differ from one another as well. Uh, but one thing that, that cannot differ uh, is salvation by God's grace through faith. That's, that, that's what I mean by this book. It really goes past all of those things uh, that uh, you know we believe in as far as being Baptist. But it really gets down to the foundational doctrine of faith. And to me, that's kind of the, the force of the book. And, 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 and Paul is addressing several things through here. So I believe it's going to be a, a great, great, uh, book. And, and maybe just to kind of, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes my heart needs to be re-tenderized. <laughs> if you know what I mean. You know, I need, I need it re-tenderized from time to time. Uh, and so I hope that it, it'll be a blessing to you. And so, the title of the message tonight, we're going to be focusing in on Paul. Paul, a true preacher preaching the gospel of Christ. And, ties in well with what we preached on this morning. Uh, but again, Paul a true preacher preaching the gospel of Christ and uh we'll uh uh read the text uh here in just a moment. Uh but uh we're going to notice tonight as we kind of focus in on these things that that Paul he really gets down to business really quick with this letter. I mean, he's he he's uh taking care of some things. Um, it's my opinion that that Paul was was under a, a pretty heavy burden uh as preachers get sometimes as he penned this letter uh now that's not to say that he was inspired we we know that all scripture is given by inspiration of god right so we understand that but but paul uh he he was no victim uh certainly at this point in his uh, uh ministry uh he was uh, no stranger to being a victim of of slander in other words there were those that were against him that actually said he's not an apostle uh Uh Paul is he's not only defending the heart of the gospel message, but he's also at the same time defending his calling by God as well. And we're as we develop these messages, you'll see why that was so very important. And so he we're gonna notice that that Paul is confirming his calling uh really in the very first verse of the book of Galatians. So I'm gonna ask you if you will uh to stand. We're gonna read the first nine verses of chapter one, so Galatians chapter one, we're gonna read verses one through nine, and we'll pray, we'll be seated. And then we'll get into the message uh, tonight. But it says there in verse 1, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches, there were, these were different local churches of Galatia, in other words, that area of Galatia. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. In verse 6, he, he continues on addressing some things here. He says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, uh, which is not another. In other words, there really is no other gospel, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And as we said uh, before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than ye have received, let him be accursed. Father, we ask your blessing upon the preaching, reading, and uh, uh, teaching of the Word of God tonight. Speak to our hearts, Lord, as we study this great man of God. And uh, Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray, amen and amen. All right, you can go ahead and be seated. So tonight I just want to share with you some things uh, from a preacher's perspective. I'm always a little uncomfortable preaching these messages like this because, you know, you don't want to sound like you're trying to, you know, hype yourself up or anything. But I do believe we need to preach the text, amen? And, and Paul certainly makes some points here that I think are important that we need to understand today that I think a lot of people may be uh, have forgotten or, you know, uh, like a lot of things concerning the church, a lot of things have been de-emphasized. De- and I think one of those things is what a preacher is, what a pastor is. And, uh, so, uh, tonight I just want to share some things from a preacher's perspective. And sometimes, you know, we may wonder, you know, about the call of a preacher. Um, you know I had a guy uh, at the prison the other day ask me that you know well how did you become a preacher you know did you know did you have to pass an exam or something like that and and uh, and that was a good question um, but sometimes we'll hear you know and, and I believe that preachers are called from God we see here that Paul is uh, also uh, making that uh, statement as well uh, but some may wonder about the call of a preacher or, or the motivation uh, of him being a preacher pastor. Uh, uh, the motivation of his ministry. And certainly we have biblical guidelines uh, concerning the qualifications of a preacher. But what about the call itself? I mean, that, that's really what I'm talking about tonight. Um, you know, is the call of men? Is there a, a test, you know, that you have to pass first? Or is it just simply, uh, is it of God? Uh, and as I mentioned a while ago, in the, the church age today uh, and the whole breakdown of the church and you know just church not being important as it should be in the lives of believers um, anything connected with the church also gets de-emphasized and certainly that would include the preacher uh, not the preacher himself personally but the office if you will of being a pastor what it means uh, in other words the de-emphasizing of the men of God as well and, and certainly I think that 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 it has resulted and I'm not saying this is what's going on in central calvary baptist church so please don't take this wrong but just uh talking to different preachers and pastors uh i feel loved here this you know this is not an issue for me but you know when you talk to other preachers and i have uh uh experienced it at different times in different ministries and stuff but this uh, not understanding uh the preacher and the call of god on their life it really i think just kind of results in a lack of respect um, a lack of 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 reverence toward a lot of good many preachers, you know, your preacher ought to be somebody to you. You know, he's not your bud. You know, he, you, know you understand what I'm saying? There, there ought to just be a a sense of, of of respect there. And they put their britches on just like everybody else. So please don't misunderstand me. But I'm I'm just trying to get you to understand. But your preacher ought to mean something to you. Uh, the command in the Word of God certainly teaches us that that we're to show honor. Uh, to, uh, our preachers and, and, you know, just simply being courteous and, and and again, just being respectful, those types of things, uh, to those that watch out for you, that have the rule over you, as the Bible puts it. But that is really ignored by a lot of people today to their hurt. You know, the Bible even says that. When you do that, it'll hurt you. Uh, and, and again, I, when I read these first, uh, four verses anyway, first three verses, um, I really sense a great passion in Paul's words. I, I believe that he was probably, uh, you know, had a lot of emotion there when he was saying these things. Uh, and and really all the way through those first nine verses as well. But I believe he was led to make a point concerning the preacher that I believe even a lot of churches need to hear today. Uh, and I think that it's real important. So again, the title of the message is Paul, a true preacher, preaching... Uh, the gospel of Christ. We're just going to jump right into this. So number one, Paul was called by God the Father and God the Son, not by men. We read that there in verse 1. Very plain to see. I won't read it again, but you can see it very plain. Now Paul's calling, it wasn't necessarily a familiar one. Uh, uh, when Paul wrote this letter, uh, you know, we're looking at about 60 AD, about 30 years since Christ's ascension, a little less maybe. Um, by this time... You know the the church in Jerusalem probably kind of seen as the the you know a, a, a good church uh, you know kind of the model church if you will although I don't believe it exactly was but was probably looked to um, and of course we know that it was comprised mostly of Jewish Christians even at that time as well uh, and uh, there was still even in Paul's day there was still a lot of prejudice from Jewish Christians toward Gentiles. In other words these were jews who were truly saved uh but they still kind of had a problem with this whole gentile bunch over here you know they're still kind of working through some things and so paul really battled that a lot uh, through his ministry so all of a sudden this this paul guy he you know who once persecuted the church and even though it'd been many years since then uh who was not a part of the 12 apostles even uh who didn't emphasize jewish rituals and those types of things who really preached against works when it came to justification uh so a lot of those men if you will that might have even been looked up to by others many of those men they questioned his calling yeah yeah he's not really an apostle he's not really a preacher but paul says you know what they can say what they want because i'm not called by men i'm i'm called by jesus christ and god the father in other words he was called by god not by men And so I believe it's the same today. When a man answers the call of God to be a preacher, I believe that he's as much preacher at that very moment as he'll ever be. You know, Uh, Now, does he have some growing to do? Absolutely. Will he learn some things? Absolutely. Will he get better at preaching? I sure hope so. (laughs) But he's as much preacher as he's ever going to be when God calls him um, because God has called him. And you've probably heard the same before, maybe worded a little different over the years. But I've heard it several times. God doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies the called. And that's so important to understand, because God calls men to preach from all walks of life—people we never would dream, uh, even in the Word of God. Uh, you see that. And I remember not so much today, uh, but uh, you know, certainly in the beginning of my ministry, there were some. Uh, sometimes in a nice way that were just concerned that I was, you know, making a terrible career decision and, and those types of things. But, but some questioned my calling as a preacher, you know, being a pastor and so forth. And I've shared with you before, I was saved pretty late in life and certainly not a very educated man. Uh, never went to Bible college and, you know, those types of things. Uh, but I do remember that day I shared with you guys not too long ago. I remember that day in the very spot that God called me to be His preacher. I remember it and i'm not going to compare it to my day of salvation but it was a very important day that really stands out in my mind uh and uh, so i know that god has called me uh and there's been some some people men over the years and 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 could be some still do that that may question that calling and i suppose probably every preacher is is challenged that way but i'm like paul i'm not called by men i'm called by god uh i'm not you know even called by some board and i'm not against those types of things uh but uh preacher a real preacher a true preacher that's preaching the gospel is called by god and i believe that with all my heart you know a preacher that is truly called by god is not choosing a profession um but he he has chosen a calling and what i mean by that is he simply answered that call it's not chose a profession it's not a career uh he's not earning a living amen He's simply following the will of God. He's not part even of a man-made organization, but he is a part of the body of Christ. So important to understand. And as emphasized again, uh, we're not ordained by men, but we're ordained by God. So Paul, number one, was called by God the Father, God the Son, not by men. And I believe that's the way it has to be as well. Number two, uh, good men and women recognize recognize the god called man look at verse two and notice paul is is talking about some others and all the brethren which are with me which are with me in other words these were people that that uh supported paul paul's referring to other believers that supported him as an apostle they knew paul they knew his testimony they knew his teachings were of god and they knew that they were scriptural and and even though uh many of the words he spoke at this time weren't pinned yet they were confirmed by miracles through Paul. And so they knew that what Paul said and taught was straight from God. It was scriptural. And so certainly preachers need uh, the support of the brethren. Amen. They need to stand behind him uh, as long as scriptures not being violated. And, and certainly that's important. That's the important thing. Uh, church members uh, certainly ought to stand up for their preacher. Amen. Defend their preacher. I think that's important. Um uh, Every, by the way, every preacher who preaches the truth is not going to be a popular man if he's really preaching the truth, Um, and he's going to come under attack, and I I thank God for those, uh, that, uh, and I I feel that here as well. I'm not preaching this because there's a problem. We're just preaching to the book of Galatians, Uh, but uh, I know in, in my own ministry there have been people that have stepped forward to support me as their pastor, as their preacher when some controversial things were going on, and I thank the Lord for that, Amen. And so good men, good women are going to recognize the God-called man as well, and they're going to get behind him. Number three, the preacher's heart towards believers. Look at verse 3. Notice what Paul says, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Now remember, he's correcting them. He's getting ready to correct them. But notice the love that he has towards these believers. Now, folks, here's the thing, and we're just getting into this this culture where anybody that says something you don't like, they hate you, they don't love you, they're being legalistic, you know, this whole list goes on. Hey, listen, just because a preacher preaches hard doesn't mean that he's hard. Amen? As a matter of fact, you know, uh, somebody that is truly heartbroken and compassionate, that preaching is going to come out hard. I mean, it's just, it's passion, and I don't know about you, but that's the kind of preaching I like. You know, um, doesn't mean that he's hard. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love people. Uh, a preacher wants all those who are in Christ, particularly those in 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 the church that he pastors, to experience the full extent of God's grace and peace upon their lives. He wants that more than I think most people realize. Just how bad a pastor wants everyone in his flock to live for the Lord faithfully because he knows the joy that will bring, come into their life. You know, So yeah, if he preaches hard, he preaches hard, but that doesn't mean that he's hard. It probably means he just has a compassionate heart. But a faulty view, we'll go back to this faulty view of church and, and a preacher and all the things that church ought to do for us. Hey, listen, it robs the believers of a lot of things, and that's one of them. So the truth certainly needs to be proclaimed, proclaimed boldly uh as well uh and and the preacher you know does this not not to to make a point or to knock people down or you know we're not out to step on toes but he wishes you the very best he wishes the best for all those that have called upon the name of the lord that's that's the kind of preacher you want amen hey listen you go out here and hire somebody that'll tell you what you want to hear and give you three points in a poem you know that's what you want but hey that's that's not a preacher, Amen. Hey, man, we don't want that. We don't want that at all. And so the preacher's heart toward the believers. Number four, Paul makes it clear uh, that it's not about him but about Christ. Look at verse 4 and 5. So now he's, you know, he says, grace be to you and peace from uh, God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 4, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So Paul is keeping the focus, although he's defending his apostleship, he still keeps the focus where it ought to be. And that's on Christ. And so Paul does you know he doesn't remind us of these truths concerning the pastor to be about the preacher, but he's saying I'm reminding you of these things to be to to be about God, to focus on God. Um, yet if 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 you want it to be about God, we have to give diligence to what God in the Bible teaches us about the men of God. You know, that's 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 key to understand. Um, Hebrews 3.17, I mentioned this verse a while ago. Obey them that have the rule over you. Submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. So a very sobering verse there. And so God commands us that we're to follow those that have the rule, the spiritual rule over us. And so Paul's primary job was to preach Christ. Why? Why was his primary job? Because God had called him and given him an area of rule, and Paul took that seriously. But it was not about Paul, it was about Christ. But he knew in order for that to happen that he had to be taken seriously. And it's the same way today. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that just kind of, you know, that's why I'm not, you know, uh, and I praise the Lord, Central Calvary Baptist Church, not like that. But there are a lot of churches that are ran by some type of board or what you might call a deacon board. That's not a that's not a that's not a pastor led church, amen. Uh, that's a group of men that aren't called by God, uh, uh, being a boss to the pastor, and that is not scriptural. It's not of God, and God won't bless that. And so I praise the Lord nobody, I don't, we don't have that here, uh, but we don't want that here either, amen. So Paul's primary job was to preach Christ because God had called him. And uh, he wanted that to be taken seriously, but he knew as a pastor he had to be taken seriously as well. So for the preacher, it all gets back down to what we preached on this morning. It all gets it all boils down. It's all about the gospel. That's the reason why all this needs to work right and be in place so that we can win the lost. And he, he addresses that in verse 6. He says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. You see? All these things that weren't being taken right had taken the, the focus off the gospel message, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and pervert the gospel of Christ. And notice the severity of this mistake, verse eight. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than what that then I am sorry you then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And he repeats it again in verse nine for emphasis sake. So it's a pretty serious thing, isn't it? So listen, folks, it's important that we understand these things. And, you know, this, this, you know, really, for me, a a true preacher of the gospel, this is what, what fuels a preacher's drive to be a preacher. It's the gospel. It's the gospel. And, you know, you know, the preacher wants things to be right in the church body and to be right with believers. Why? So that we can more effectively preach the gospel. So that we can more effectively reach people with the gospel. It may seem like a little thing to you, but it's a big thing to the preacher. Listen to the preacher. He wants to preach the gospel. Amen. I think that's so important to understand. Paul was not upset because he was being attacked. But he understood that through him the gospel was being attacked the undermining of the gospel was taking place, Paul says, you know, I can't believe... Basically, that's what he's saying in verse 6. can't believe you're letting this happen. You know, why have you turned from the true gospel to another? Again, which is no gospel at all. And so, again, we end with our title, I'll be done for tonight, Paul, a true preacher, preaching the gospel of Christ. That's what we want, amen? A preacher called by God, not by men. Um. Pastors ought to be judged by what they preach and how he handles the Word of God and his testimony. In other words, his his family, his area of rules, uh, and, and he ought to be defended uh, when when scrutinized or attacked because he's got certain preferences and those types of things. Hey, listen, uh, stand up for your pastor, Amen. Because the man of God, if he's doing his job, uh, is all about the gospel, Amen. He ought not be tied down with a bunch of nonsense. Uh, And if it's all about the gospel, then he's going to emphasize all that pertains to the gospel. Amen. Uh, And he'll love and and he'll care for the flock. He'll proclaim the truth even when it hurts at times. Uh, He will have boundaries in place that protect and sanctify the church. Amen. Very, very important. And he'll do all he can to see that God's people experience the grace and peace of God. Now that's what you want in a pastor. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. We'll be done for tonight. Try to get done a little early. If God's speaking to your heart tonight. Uh, you know, uh, I don't really know how to give the invitation for this. Because again, I don't want to make it all about myself. Uh, but I do cover your prayers, that's for sure. Um. But it's not so much about me tonight, but it's just about our our attitudes and, and our thinking toward what church ought to be and what a pastor ought to be. Just come and pray and ask God to help you to understand these things and pray for those that might struggle with, you know, sometimes I hear organized religion. and Usually that's somebody that's been hurt in a church or been hurt by a pastor. So maybe you want to come and pray about that. Come pray for Central Calvary Baptist Church. I praise the Lord, I've, I've never felt these things that we're talking about here tonight, but just felt like we needed a reminder of some things, uh, didn't have an axe to grind or anything like that. But we just need to pray for Central Calvary Baptist Church, that it would be a, a gospel preaching church, that it would be a, uh, a church that is uh, on fire for the things of God and for souls to be saved and tender hearted, you know, towards the gospel and uh, ready to correct things in our lives if we see some things that are not right again so that we can be effective for the sake of the gospel so the invitation's open if god's speaking to your heart i sure would like to see you come and spend some time with the lord tonight father we thank you for this day we thank you for the blessings of life we thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace we do thank you for this wonderful truth and and uh, father praise the lord for men of god Lord, I think of those that I consider to be, you know, helps to me. In other words, pastor-like to myself. Although I pastor a church, I've got a couple of men that I think about, Lord, that have just been really helpful to me that I can go to and talk to. And so, Father, I thank you for that. And, uh, Lord, just want to praise you for that. Father, help us to understand some things tonight there's anyone here tonight that's not saved is there's anyone here tonight lord that maybe has just kind of struggled with church and maybe had a, a, a bitter time with a preacher lord certainly preachers aren't perfect i know i'm not and certainly we make our mistakes and do the wrong things but maybe just some healing tonight lord uh, we could sure use that so father help us lead us and guide us In jesus christ's name we do pray amen and amen the